All right, so today is September 23rd, 2015, and we've got a session with Lenny, Layla, and Goose. So, Julie, which animal did you want to start with first? Lenny. All right. So just give me a couple seconds to connect. So, Lenny, please. <laughs> he calls himself the skinny old man of the house with a big heart. Um, in other words, he's very loving. He just says, I have a soft, gentle quality to me. That's my personality. He says, and I have big, soulful eyes, the kind that get you right in the heart and make you go, aw, aren't you so handsome? Aren't you so cute? Um, you know, he's got better eyesight in one eye versus the other, but he says the, the eye that he does have fairly decent eyesight in at this time is plenty. It's enough to get around. Um, he is complaining to me about his back two paws sometimes get cool or cold to the touch. Now, um, this is more of a seasonal change thing. It feels like in the weeks ahead as we start to step more into autumn, I guess today is the first official day of autumn, but in the next two, through two to three weeks, he says that you're going to start to see his body, uh, the pot, back two paws start to get a little bit chilly, and it makes him want to hide them more underneath his body as a way of creating heat retention. Now, it's not a big deal, but he is mentioning to it. So just like humans get cold feet, sometimes our dog friends do too. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Julie, um, your first question for him. Um, I wanted, is he in pain? Yeah. Lenny, are you in physical pain these days? Um, you know, he's got some achiness around the hips, he admits. Um, he thinks his hips overall are pretty well put together, for his breed and for his size. However, there is a little bit of friction that's still happening back there. Now, is it actual pain or is it discomfort or something else, Lenny? Um, He says he would call it more discomfort. Um, He tells me that his hind end isn't what it used to be as far as strength goes, but he says he can still get around. Um, The front half of his body, shoulders, legs, etc., is certainly the stronger part of his you know, half of his body these days. Um, so he does mention the hips, a little bit of discomfort as far as, let me check out with him on the rest of the body. Um, you know, okay, small area in his neck. You know how humans will sometimes, you'll sleep wrong, you'll wake up with a crick in your neck. He sometimes mm-hmm. has this, I will describe it as a little bit of, again, he doesn't give me the word pain, it's a little bit of an annoyance. Uh, discomfort isn't the right word. It's more like he wishes he could take his, head in his hands and kind of um, put his head to one side and give himself a good crack there. Uh, And he just shows me two vertebrae there in the lower section of the neck that's closer towards the shoulder. So it's that direction versus versus closer towards the skull. And he just says it's a little tight area in there. Now, I don't get if you were to touch it, massage it, even squeeze hard in that area, you're going to see any reaction one way or another. So you may not not be aware of this area at all. Um, But he does indicate a little bit of annoyance there. Um, Now, he is bringing me to his front two legs. Okay, the long bones that lead down towards the wrist of both front two limbs. He says those long bones, again, old man skinny legs is how he describes them. He says they too are, he calls himself sometimes a bit unsteady on his feet. It's very minor. It's very subtle. Um, but the stamina that he used to have when he was, he says, around age five is certainly 50% less than what it used to be. But even this is very minor. So, you know, Julie, Pain, not so much. He's got little areas of 
aging-related stuff, these three areas that he's mentioned, but all three are pretty minor. Okay. okay. Um, he, we had a, we, there, was a, there was an episode. There was something that happened yesterday morning. Okay. Um, and can he tell you about it? So I find that real specific questions yield real specific answers from okay. the animals. I need to be clear on my question. It's like asking a human, hey, so what happened to you yesterday? If, if they okay. don't know me from Adam, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Okay. So be more specific. What did you okay. see? Um, did, he, did he die yesterday morning? Okay. Lenny, did you die? He says I was a bit out of it. He'll call it being uh, like dazed or a mm-hmm. bit blacked out. Um, mm-hmm. I don't get he died. He went to, mm-hmm. okay, his consciousness when he blacked out went to a different space uh, where he shows me love surrounding it, but it's not It's not heaven where, sure, the vibration of love exists. It's not that. It's a different place where there was love. It's kind of like a holding place, he says. He says, and then I came back to, now he likens what happened yesterday to heart-related um, and he says it's like there was something going on in the heart. He he defines it almost as an arrhythmia or the heart stopped for a very short, maybe a couple seconds worth of time. So it's like, yeah, he literally blacked out. But he says when he came to, he knew who he, knew who he was. It was just that he had to kind of recover. So no, he didn't die. But he also, when he was blacked out, he was in, his consciousness was elsewhere. He wasn't in pain during that time, but he also didn't know what was going on with his body. Okay. Sorry, that, that was really hard for me. Yeah, no, that's okay. What, what did what did happen? Did you just find him laying someplace? No, we were no, we were on a walk, and um, it happened right after we met up with this friend of ours that we walk with, and her two-year-old boxer, and he always gets so excited when he sees Titans, so it was right after the initial excitement and greeting, and we started walking again, and he um, fell over and just went limp, and just, it didn't, it seemed like he wasn't breathing, and I actually was thinking that it was like an arrhythmia, a thinkable episode, Um, I pushed on his chest, he came back, He, he was, yeah, it was, it was, he, you know, he defecated. It was it was awful. You know, um, mm-hmm. I asked him if he's got the awareness on if it was a seizure, but he says mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was it was really yeah. Okay. I would it was, was he fell down, but it was kind of peaceful. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't see jerkiness of the the legs, and you know sometimes things that can happen with seizure activity. Um, but he mm-hmm. wants you to know that he recovered and he feels fine today. And he was fine yesterday. <laughs> When we got home, um, yeah, my boyfriend came and picked him up and brought him home, and he was like, he ate immediately, and he was fine immediately. So, I, um, And he, he tells me, too, he's never experienced anything quite like that before. Um, mm-hmm. He does not know if he'll experience it again in the future. He, he can't foresee that. Sometimes animals can, sometimes they can't. He cannot. Um, he does tell me, though, that there uh, there was no pain. There was just a, a moment of disorientation, and then he had to get his balance, get his feet underneath him, and then he stood up and he walked home. <laughs> so it actually right. was not a big, it was a bigger deal for you yeah. and not a big deal for him. Um, okay. There's something else here. Lenny, what did you want to say? Repeat, please. 
He says that's enough. He says it's fine. Tell her not to worry. Um, <laughs> he just says, you know, on, hot dogs, please. He wants hot dogs, by the way. I know that's he wasn't random. He wants hot dogs. He says hot dogs, please. Um, all right. So, okay. There's nothing in particular he feels you need to do for his heart. Um, from his standpoint, he's does he want to go see? Okay, so he does he because one of the things was you know to go to a cardiologist to do the twenty four hour heart monitor or not and and or not do it. Um, what um, does he want? He thinks that it won't change like the future. It won't. He doesn't seem to think that it'll offer you any new information. Okay. Um, he, you know, when I ask him straight out, well, what do you want here? He doesn't think it's necessary. He says, why go when it's not necessary? He doesn't even think that doing the 24-hour test would provide you with any peace of mind, which sometimes right. in and of itself is worthwhile. He doesn't even think that it will give you that. Um, it feels like he seems to perceive that the results would be inconclusive, and mm-hmm. the only thing that the experts would tell you he feels is just to not allow him to overexert himself. He actually thinks you've already been told that. Um, trying to keep him calm so that mm-hmm. he doesn't have another, you know, mini event like he had yesterday. Is he okay with that? Are you okay with that? Well, he says there are times I get excited, and I can't uh-huh. not get excited. So it's not that he's okay or not okay. He forgets. He's like a child who forgets that, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. So um, in those moments, Julie, if if you're concerned, hey, I don't want to get too worked up or excited, just kind of put a hand on him and remind him, hey, you, you can have fun and enjoy yourself, but I want you to take deep breaths. Now, he has he the only thing in his past, I want to say within the last three months and again six months ago that he experienced that was not this event, but somewhat like it, is he has um, what he calls breathing episodes. What is a breathing episode? It's like where he'll take in a few big inhales of air, and I see him poofing it out, even blowing the cheeks out. This is not a cough. It's not something wrong with the lungs. It's, yeah, it's it's just a couple inhales, and it's because he's feeling slightly dizzy in that moment, and he just needs extra oxygen quite honestly so that of course is circulatory system um Mm -hmm. you know related i should say which of course you know works in conjunction with the heart but he says even those moments they weren't scary they weren't painful it was just like i just needed to take in some deep breaths and catch my breath is how he puts it does that make sense yeah it does make sense does he does he like the acupuncture treatment are they doing anything for him yeah. Okay, let me split that into two questions. The first, the, do you like them question, those treatments? He says, nice. And he shows me needles in his butt, okay, around that high den. And we ask, so are they doing anything for you? Are they benefiting your body? He says they really are. They're helping him in the joints region. Um, he's showing me an image now of his front two wrist joints. Uh, what about those? He says, it's like my areas of joints not just there, but in other areas of the body as well, they give him more lubrication. So he does feel that it is beneficial. He doesn't mind going. He considers himself a tolerant patient at receiving them. And he says, and I'm mommy's sweetheart. I'm mommy's boy. <laughs> he is a mama's boy. Absolutely. He's my, he's my heart. Um, and he thinks he listens better than one of your other two dogs and he can't get the other dog to listen to him. Um, what was that? 
he says that he thinks he listens better than one of the other two dogs in your house. Now, he's not pointing out whether it's Layla or um, Goose he's referring to, but, okay, I think it's the new one, so this must be Goose then. So tell me more, Lenny, what are you trying to say? He says, I'm just easy, easy keel. I'm easy going. He says, I know what, what's supposed to be done. He calls himself a gentleman. Um, he calls Goose exuberant. So it's not the Goose isn't a gentleman. It's just that Goose, well, of course, he's younger. He's got more energy. But Lenny looks at Goose and calls him the, the occasional wild child because Goose can have moments of, I just see freedom and happiness and great joy, and Goose is a good boy, Lenny puts out there, but he also feels Goose can have moments of exuberance. And Lenny just says, those days have passed for me, although I do get excited when people come. When people mm-hmm. come home, okay, in other words, enter your house, Lenny says, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. What else for him? Okay. Um... Um, I'm I'm going to California for three weeks in December, and um, my you know I does he want to come with? I can take him with me if he wants to come, but it would you know he so he wouldn't be in his home. He would be in another person's home with some other dogs that are there, um, and I'm going to be gone for part of the day. Um, does he want to come with me? Okay, where will Daddy be? He asks. This must be your Dad. Okay, Dad will stay home with Layla and Goose, and he's taken some time off of work, so he'll be home more than he is now. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Okay. So, Lenny, what what do you want for yourself here? He actually thinks it would be easier to stay. Now, he knows he's your second-hand man. What does that mean, Lenny? In other words, your sidekick. Okay, he mm-hmm. knows that, and yet he just says it's not always so easy for me to get up and down and all around like it used mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, you know, there's a preference. He's quite content with your boyfriend, George, uh, mm-hmm. quite happy with him. You know, it's not you, but home is also very comforting to Lenny. Mm-hmm. So any other reasons why you prefer home versus going on the trip? It's a long trip. Um, yeah. Yeah, partly because of the length of time. Now, if you were to propose five days, he'd go with you. Mm-hmm. But three weeks, not as interested. Okay. I will eat for Daddy, he says. I will eat for George. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what else? Um, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of my questions are, are, does he like this, does he like this, does he like going to work with me? Okay, sure, Lenny. Do you like going to work with your person? I says, Julie is my... (laughs) Okay. He says, Julie is my wife. He says, of course I go to work with her. Now, that's interesting. Tell me more about why you choose that particular word. Um, He says, well, I call her my wife. I call her my mom. It's like the two of you are like an old married couple. Okay, so he's referencing the length of time, okay, that you Mm -hmm. have been with him and he's been with you. Um, It's like you two are really close buddies. It's interesting. He actually sets you and him, Julie, apart from the others, including George, um, when he references the pairing of you and him. So it's just kind of how he views your relationship. Um, As far as back to the original question, anything about that, Lenny, you want to comment on? I like going with her. 
It's not okay. too tough for me, he says, to get into the car. Um, he says that he naps quite a bit. So wherever you take him to work, feels like he's resting, napping. He shows me a space to call his own. This may be up against a wall. I see his back laying down, um, side view of the dog laying down. He's quite comfortable. Okay, cool. And then I, I, I talk to him a lot. And when I talk to him, he, you know, he's not, he'll, he, it seems like he's listening to me and he'll lick his lips. Okay. And I always take that as his acknowledgement of what I was saying or he understands or if I say I love you and he licks his lips and I kind of see that as he's saying that back to me. Is that is that true? Yeah, let's see what he says. You know, he says I'm listening to you all the time. Now, he's got one, better hearing in one ear over another, but he certainly hears you well enough as far as the licking of the lips. Uh, he says he does that naturally, but he knows you're also looking for it these days. So there's times you just look at him, and he'll give it to you anyway, and I don't feel oh. you're saying anything. <laughs> so I, I get you get it when you're talking to him, but also you'll get the licking the lips sometimes when you just look at him. Right. And you're not talking. So he'll give it to you either way. So for him, it's like, oh, she likes it when I do that, so I'll do it for her. Okay. Um, okay. Was he... Um was he okay with, with Goose coming to live with us? Um, he says, I adapted well. I didn't mind the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, you put boundaries in place for the new dog. Okay, again, referring to Ghost Goose. Uh, as soon as the dog arrived, and he, Lenny, really appreciated that because, honestly, Lenny didn't want to raise another. He didn't mm-hmm. want to raise Goose. Um, even though Goose came to you, sounds like as a adult, a young adult dog, Lenny's like, I'm not raising him. So he left it very much to you as adults. Um, mm-hmm. Emotionally, when Goose first arrived, how did you feel about him, Lenny? He says it was a good beginning, a good start. He just shows me being um, a little bit maybe aloof or acting neutral towards Goose, so it may not have, from the human perspective, looked very much like Lenny was interested. Um, Lenny just is like observing, be like, yeah, it's okay. He does say there's big enough space in your house for Goose, so it's certainly fine. He very much... Um, you know, he's more fond of Goose now these days, present time, than when Goose first arrived where he was just neutral towards him. He really mm-hmm. like, likes how Goose pounces. Okay, you know how cats will pounce on a bird or pounce on a mm-hmm. toy? He shows me mm-hmm. Goose, like, pouncing on a ball. Okay, so there's antics that apparently Goose does that Lenny finds um, very amusing. Okay. <laughs> Did he pick Layla out when we went looking for a second dog? Well, he says he liked her very much from the beginning as far as the, he should. Um, yeah, he gives himself credit for that. He, okay, what, this is the image he gives me. Um, not all images are literal, but it may still make sense to you. He, when he says, yes, I did have a say in picking her out, he shows me the image as if she was in a cage, and uh, I just see him sitting in front of the cage being like, this is the one, like pointing out to you humans that I like this one. And he feels like, as a result, he directed you towards that particular individual. Um, mm-hmm. And he says she was nice from day one. He very much, very much likes her. There's a closer relationship between them, Lenny and Layla than even Lenny and Goose. Um, you know, he just says Layla's more my speed. <laughs> yep, he absolutely picked her out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Um, and, well, you said hot dogs, that he wants hot dogs, which is funny because we don't usually have hot dogs. So, yeah, um, that is funny. I will you get know, you might want to think, too, of any treats or anything that might be doggy version hot dogs or um, sometimes animals will give us a word and it really mm-hmm. relates to something that they define as a hot dog that may not necessarily be a human version. Um, you know, he tells me he's very polite when he takes uh, the, the treats from human hands, such as human food. He's just a gentleman. Um, He thinks that goose can be a bit grabby, and you have to, you know, he's learned more. It's very interesting. These dogs, animals just like people, they compare each other, you know, to each other. And he just Mm -hmm. says um, goose had to learn restraint and patience, or he'd be a bit grabby, but he says he's very much improved in the taking food from human hands. But I was just a natural. I was just gentle from day one. He was. He was very good. Does he want anything else? Yeah, do you want anything else in life? Food, walks, whatever. Um, you know, he says he's got his bed and he's happy with his bed. He calls it his spot, and that brings him great joy. Okay, anything that anything else? He says my life is very full. Um, you know, he likes it when he sits down and you as he calls it, rub his hand. So if he was a dog sitting down in front of you, and you know how dogs will shake to give you their paw, he mm-hmm. shows me as if you were rubbing his wrist, not his toes, not his feet, but the wrist region. When I ask, what are you trying to get across here? Um, he just loves it when you have any body part, any hand on him. He loves it when Mama is touching him, is how he puts it. Do you actually want her to rub your wrist, Lenny? Is that also part of the... Um, not necessarily. I just want her to touch me, and I don't mind her holding my limb, holding my leg. Uh, mm. He just says it's very nice. Uh, he's just—it's interesting. He doesn't come across as a touchy-feely dog with everybody, but when it comes to his mama, which again he defines as you, he very much likes to be close by. Mm-hmm. He's not—he's not—he's not a kissing kind of dog. He doesn't—he doesn't. He no, doesn't kiss. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that either. Touchy-feely to me is like some, you know, some dogs are like some people. They've always got to be touch, touch, touch. I want to be mm-hmm. in your lap. I want to lean against you. I want things like that. And then there's dogs that are independent, and I want to be in the same room as you and hang out with you 24-7, but I don't need an awful lot of touch. He kind of, um, with you, comes closer towards the, I like to be in the same room, and I like touch when mom has time to give it, or, you know, I'm getting affection, but I'm not a needy dog, he says. He's not desperate, you know, seeking affection for you. And when it comes to strangers or visitors, it feels like he still would prefer the touch to come from you versus them. Okay. Um, I know when I asked George if he had any questions for Lenny, the only question he could come up with, um, and I don't know if this would work, but he wants to know what Lenny's thinking. And I know it's uh, a really just like question. in an average everyday thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lenny, what do you think about during an average day? That's George's question. Um, he says, "Well, I'm a pretty easygoing character." He says, "I think about when it's time to go be let out." He says, "We have a morning schedule that we adhere to." So he says, "I'm always right there." Well, he thinks he's one of the first dogs in line to go outside. This feels like, again, we're talking about morning routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so he thinks about that. So he's very much into thinking about, okay, at this time we do such and such. Um, he does enjoy food. He does enjoy eating at his pace. And he tells me he thinks about that. He says, complex thoughts, George. He says, I can go there. I can think about that. Um, my best complex thoughts happen when I'm dreaming. He twitches, he tells me, when he dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells me he's dreaming of chasing rabbits. 
<laughs> a rabbit. We always it's think it's rabbits. What's that? Okay. We always thought it was squirrels. They thought it was squirrels. Things with fluffy tails, he says. He okay. shows me rabbits. Is it ever squirrels? He says yes, and other things that he says I can't pronounce. Um, he's just showing me, uh, you know how human um, daydreams or mm-hmm. our dreams will just kind of morph into something you can't recognize. He's showing to me, like, to me it looks like a pink bunny. Um, so he's showing me a creature that doesn't really exist, but it's got a fluffy tail. So he loves fluffy tails and being behind and chasing. So um, other than that, you know, he wants you to sit down more, so sometimes he thinks about wanting Julie to rest and get off her feet. Uh, tell me more about that. You know, you work hard when you're outside the house. He thinks you're always walking, moving, 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 walking, walking, walking. Um, so he just wants you to sit down and so he can lay down. When you were sitting in a, he calls it a fluffy chair, um, this might be the type of chair that somebody has in a living room, um, not a couch, but, you know, a comfortable chair, soft versus hard. He just shows me it's like when you sit down, he feels he can relax, Julie, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to keep tabs on where you're doing, what you're doing. You know, he can relax when you relax. So do more of that. That is a request. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then I have one more question for Lenny. Okay. Um, does he... Um, so he has uh, an upset stomach that keeps him from eating from time to time. Does he know what that's about? That is about, there are the, during those times, he actually has an overproduction of acid is what he shows me. Now, I know him. I have to do the caveat here. We're not vets. We can't diagnose, treat, or prescribe, but I can certainly relay what he's telling me. Um, and when he, it's kind of like a person having heartburn, except, it's not in the esophagus for him. It's truly in the stomach. And it just feels like, he says, ugh, too much acid there. Um, so it feels like he literally can't eat because of that. Um, to have food go in during that time period would give him a yucky, I don't feel good effect. And don't I wouldn't be surprised if it got barfed almost immediately back mm-hmm. up as a result. Um, he tells me that he likes to lay low during these times and just kind of go lay down feels like he wants to be on a cool surface at that time versus a warm surface on the floor as well. Um, so he's doing the best he can to moderate himself. Lenny, do you know what sets your body off to, you know, what, what sets you up for this in the first place? Um, he says two things. One is sometimes going too long between meals. Um, so are you feeding him like two or three times a day? What are you guys doing? We, oh, you're asking me? I am. Uh, we feed him twice a day and, and pretty much the same time every day. Okay. Um, do you need to be fed three times a day to prevent that? He says, I'd like that. Okay, but do you need that for your body? He says, probably not. Okay, yes. all right, just checking. Um, yeah, well, do watch the time period between, um, between because it feels like his stomach is preparing for food and then it goes into over-exuberance. Um, you can also check with your vet about that and see if there's something, you know, during such episodes they can give you to coat the stomach because it feels like something that would coat the stomach and buffer it mm-hmm. would actually give him great relief immediately. Um, as far as what's that second thing, Lenny, that you're aware of that sets you off? Uh, he's telling me no rice. No rice. Um, is what you're feeding him rice-based or have rice in it? Um, no, it doesn't. Okay, so it's like a grain-free sort of diet? It is. Okay. It's actually limited ingredients, duck and potato. 
Okay, is it the potato you're talking about? No, nope, it says the rice. All right, well, um, it feels like rice does not suit his body very well, so I will relay what I'm hearing. Is there anything else that sets you off? He says this happens very infrequently. Um, it's not that common. Uh, he just says, feed me well, and he says, I need to, okay, is she feeding you well in, in your from your perspective? He says that you are. Um he shows me himself also helping himself by drinking lots of water. feels mm-hmm. like after a meal, maybe about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes after a meal. And he says, I do this to help regulate myself and help my poops be soft. So he is very much helping himself to prevent, to the best of his ability, these intermittent occurrences of vomiting. Okay. Does this make sense? Yep. Okay. Okay. Right. What else for Lenny? Um, I think I I think for now that's good with Lenny. All right. He is, he is a mama's boy. He is my boy. <laughs> He's a very he is happy my, boy. He is my heart, actually. Um. That's, he says yes. We mutually picked each other out when we selected each other. We, we did. I think so. I very think good. Did. Thank you, Lenny. What a sweetheart. Thank you, Lenny. All right, okay. who next? Layla. All right. So, Layla, please. Hi, Layla. She loves her mama, too. Uh, she appreciates George as well. Um, okay, so your first question for Layla. So, I interpret Layla as being very anxious and whiny. And what can I do to help ease that? Okay, sure. So let me see. Layla, for her age, for the age of seven, she's got quite a bit of energy. I wouldn't call her hyper, but I would call her a very um, consistently active dog. This dog needs to move her body. Moving and exercising feels like it is key to helping her be relaxed. So um, things like she she really appreciates consistent walks. Um, you know, she feels like she is getting enough walking, but do make sure you're you're getting it once, twice a day. I know it's a lot to ask, but that is her preference. Um, you know, when she's anxious, let me ask, where where's that? What's that all about? When your person perceives that, are you anxious? She says, I am like a child who's antsy. I sometimes can't sit still. She shows me herself pacing, uh, turning circles. Now, this is inside the house. This is the image she gives me, so we're referencing inside. And what are you wanting? Um, She says that I worry sometimes. What do you worry about? Um, Where Daddy goes, off to work. She seems to have the perspective that he, George, somehow goes, in her mind, far away, far away. And that may may not be distance. It may be, what is this? She, She considers you more local and him more distant, and she worries where Daddy goes at times because she says, I can't get him on my radar. I sometimes worry even before he leaves. Okay. Um, does that make sense, Julie? Where does George, does he work distance? Um, he doesn't work that, that far away, but he's gone for long amounts of time, like gotcha. during the day. He, he can be gone for 10, 12 hours a day sometimes. Okay, and that's just the nature of the job then. Okay. Yeah. So, Layla, 
The nature of George's job is it's not that he's so far away, but he does have sometimes long hours. And these long hours doesn't mean he's that far away. It just means that's what you know, the work is expecting of him, and he's contributing to his job and career by fulfilling the requested or perhaps required hours. Um, are you concerned about anything else there? She says, I wish he'd come home. You know, Layla really thrives in routine. When things are routine in the house, this also balances her, keeps her more relaxed. Um, She's also always got this thought in her mind, where are we going? When are we going? Uh, Regarding what, Layla? You know, she always wants to go get in the car, is what she tells me. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, this is about getting out and stretching her legs. Because, you know, when she gets out of the car, she has the hope, anyway, that where she's being driven is going to be a place where she can get out and sniff. And nature, just like for many humans, walking in nature or in the forest, for example, is very soothing to us. For her, it's very grounding in a very good way. It balances her. Um, So she tells me when she comes home from one of these events or jaunts where she's been sniffing outside on the, the wild ground, that she sleeps really well. And then all of this mm, nervousness that you might perceive or how you perceive it as nervousness or a bit of anxiety. And for her, it's she puts it in a category of four on a scale of zero to ten, ten being extreme anxiety, panic even. You can't call the dog down. Zero is none whatsoever. So she puts it at a level four for herself. So, yes, it is very real for her. And, yeah, four is, you know, it's, it is there. It's definitely visible um but for her she sleeps best after a good night walk uh, so Layla, is there something your person can do or say that would allow you to be more relaxed because that's what she wishes for you she wants you to be just relaxed and be happy she says then tell me when dad's coming home okay okay so you know you could even put um george in charge of that if he has an idea before he leaves the house that day for work when he's coming mm-hmm. home have him just turn to Layla and say, I anticipate being home between 7 and 8 p.m. later tonight, so don't worry about me. I'm doing my job. All is well. It right. feels like she just She's worries so, so much. She's a worrywart. She is a worrywart. <laughs> um, can she tell time? Um, yeah, animals can. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's not like they look at the clock and see the digits. It's not that. It's an awareness. Um, It's like if you had no clock and you woke up in the middle of the day and you would ask yourself about what time it is, you're probably going to be able to guess within an hour or two, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're probably not going to be like five hours off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, for her, touch is also very grounding. She's showing me um, you doing like little circles. This is this is something that I, I, you may not necessarily be doing already or you're doing it unconsciously. But when you take your fingers, uh, she shows me four fingers, uh, so not your thumb, and you do like little round circles on the side of her body, uh, especially around the chest area, uh, sides of the chest. This like helps her to focus. Touch brings her back to the present. It kind of takes her a moment. Uh, for it takes her for a moment out of the pacing, what's going mm-hmm. on, worry mode, and you can actually she can hear you better when you touch her, and you be like Layla, okay, I sense that, or I wonder if you are worried about when Daddy's coming home or where we're going in two hours. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, we're going to the park. We anticipate going to the park in two hours. So now you know. Please relax. This dog mm-hmm. is seeking information, and that's easy enough to do, Julie. Not all of our animals 
care, honestly, about all that's going on in a given day. But for her, it kind of sets her mind at ease because knowledge is information. Knowledge is power. And she doesn't have to worry about the unknown because you just informed her of what's going on. Right. You know, um, her out loud in that way. Yeah. Um, ever since Lenny was a puppy, I, I always took him to work with me, and, and he's always been with me. Even when Layla was a puppy, um, Layla always came to work with me, so I had Lenny and Layla with me every day in the car going to work. And now Zeus has come along, and three dogs in the car is a bit much. Okay. <laughs> so I've been leaving Layla home with Goose and taking Lenny. Okay, so, how do you feel about that? Is that your question? Yeah. <laughs> Layla, how do you feel about that when she leaves you home? I'm not a babysitter is what she says. She really wants to go with you. She thinks it's yeah. not fair that you're leaving her home with him. Now, she has no animosity towards Goose. And Goose is a fine dog, she says. But she says him coming in has upset the apple car of my routine. She does not yeah. like routine being broken. Um, it's just her, her thing. You know, some people don't like routines broken. This is Layla. Um, so she's not too happy about the arrangement. Now, she does know that Lenny, Lenny gets first dibs because... He's your, as she describes it, your man-child, your, your boy, okay? Mm-hmm. And she's not jealous, quite honestly, of Lanny going with you, but she is not happy that she's being left behind. She thinks that Goose would get into trouble if left alone to his own devices by himself. Um, and she wonders if that's why you've put her in place of you keep him company, mm-hmm. in the words that she shows me coming out of your mouth towards her. And she's looking at you, but I'm not his babysitter. I'm not his mother. I want to go with you, she says. Mm-hmm. Okay. She makes it obvious with her body language that she wants to go with you, too, she tells me. Yeah, she she does. <laughs> she rushes out the door. Um yeah, but when she does come with me and when she is in the car, I have problems with her because she will bark at, like, ferociously at if she sees another dog out, outside of the car. Okay. Um, okay. How do I, what's going on with that? Absolutely. So, Layla, what's going on? You know, she goes into alert, protective mode of Mm -hmm. the space of the vehicle. She also doesn't have quite an understanding. What don't you understand? She says about boundaries. Oh, that's what that's about. Um, I want you, Julie, to try this with her. I want you to have a conversation out loud with her now and in the days ahead. And like a child, she's, it's going to be a new idea to her, so you have to repeat it like you would to a child. Repetition is good here. And say out loud to her things like, Layla, and I'm going to have her, I'll model it for you. So, Layla, your person actually owns that car. Your person owns the boundary. She owns the door, the seat that you're resting on, and she's allowing you to share the space. And your person, do you notice how she's totally unconcerned about little dogs, other dogs being outside the vehicle? She says, yes. She says, I do see that. And she tries to tell me to be quiet, and she doesn't like it when I get all worked up and, well, furious. Layla gets very intense it feels like yeah on the inside of the car looking at these dogs um okay so she's not reacting the way you're reacting my friend because it's not a big deal those boundaries of the car that she is in control of are actually secure and in place 
it's impossible for the other dog to come into the vehicle. It's impossible for you to go out without your person controlling the doors themselves. So what if it's not actually, Layla, your job to do anything in the vehicle except be courteous rider? A courteous rider looks like, and here's where I want you, Julie, to tell her, because she's listening to you, in an ideal world, how would you like her to behave in the car? I would like her to just sit back, enjoy the ride, and smell the fresh air and not be concerned about other people or, or dogs that are outside of the car. Okay. Okay, so I show her all that in an image. Do you understand what your person is requesting? She says, well, I can't do that. Why, why can't you do that, Layla? I've never done that. Okay, well, there was a time I sense way back when you were younger, much younger, maybe, I don't know how old you were, six months or so, where it feels like you were minding your owner much better in the car and not doing this behavior, to the, at least to the intensity that you're doing it now. Um, she feels that's accurate, and she just says, yes, I've gotten worse with time. Uh, over the years. Okay, so what if you could do what your person says? She gives you total permission to take on the role and job of sit back and be relaxing companion. Ignore the people, or if you can't ignore them, watch them with your eyes, but maybe you could bring your energy down some notches and stop the barking, still your voice, and just observe with your eyes. Observe how they're never going to get into the car, (laughs) because that's always going to be a fact unless your person has control of the door. She says, well, this is something I'll have to think on. I'm not too sure I want to change this, she says. What are you getting out of this? She feels very powerful when she does this. She feels very scary, like she can intimidate or scare others on the other side of the door when she does this. Is that something that you're not getting in your life, that you feel you need to do this in order to get that energy uh, that you're lacking? She says, not exactly. Then tell me more. You know, she tells me that it's not her job in the household. She feels it's like Lenny is captain in the home and that Goose is the second in command when it comes to protection of the house. Now, Layla is all eyes when she's in the home, so it's not like she's doing nothing. She is doing something, but she's more like sightseer is how she puts it. But in the vehicle, it's like Lenny could care less what's going on outside the car, and so she has stepped up to the plate in her mind and taken over what she thought would have been his role. Again, talk with her, Julie, about how it's not her job, it's not her role, and what you prefer instead. So the solution is being in the way that Julie will discuss with you in days ahead. And that can make a nice, easy ride for everybody. She will contemplate this, Okay, is what she tells me. And that's interesting. Because I think that she is very much the protector, and she's always on guard and always watching and, and looking out the windows and looking everywhere at home. Um, okay. You would have, have said that she was like the sightseer at home. Yeah. So, that's weird. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Well, she she appreciates that. She feels you just gave her a pat on the back by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Does she like Goose? Yeah, sure. Do you like Goose? Uh, She does. She finds him fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says he's a good boy. She shows me an image of him sitting next to George. Let me ask, what does this image mean? She defines him more like George's dog, is how she sees it. Um, 
and she shows me an image of like being between you and George, but then leaning her head up against you. So she's very much monkey in the middle. It feels like with her relationship being very positive with both of you, and yet she shows yourself leaning slightly closer towards you. <laughs> so yes, she does like goose. Okay, because she because um, they play, and I I yeah. one of the reasons of wanting a third dog. Other than I can rescue if there, I could have, you know, have a home for a third dog, was to give her somebody to play with because Lenny wasn't playing anymore. She says, I like to play with him. She says, he's stronger than me. He's very buff. She says, I like him and I like that. I like his physique. She calls him handsome. She calls herself gorgeous. Okay. Um, and yeah, so yeah, no, she says she likes him. She says, I was also fine without him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's fine okay. with him, too. Okay, but does she have anything that she wants me to know or anything that she wants? Sure, anything you want her to know or anything you want for yourself. More walks in the park, more walks in the forest, more walks on the trail. Um, she literally shows me, to me, it feels like a hiking sort of mm-hmm. pathway. I see a dirt pathway versus it being pavement. Uh, and I see trees around it. Um, she wants to walk on the nature path, is now how she defines it. Uh, she wants to do this regularly. Regularly for her and her world is defined as twice a week. All right, anything else, Layla? Uh, she shows me herself chewing on something that she's enjoying. She says, I don't chew as much these days. I'd rather get out and walk but I chew when I need a pacifier in my mouth. This may just be a dog bone or a dog poi. Uh, I see her just mouthing something. I don't see is her, it her foot? Oh, like, what's that? Is it her foot? Is it your own foot? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't feel like it's her own foot. Um, okay. I don't know if you have a toy, like a Nyla bone dog chewer. I don't see her going gung-ho on it like a dog. I wouldn't define her as a chewer. You know, some dogs mm-hmm. love to chew their entire life. I don't define her as that. And yet when she is doing this mousing of this toy object, to something she's allowed to have, it feels like it's plasticky, smooth surface. Um, she's really enjoying it, and it doesn't last very long. You know, she's just doing it for a few, but she likes it. But no, it's not her own foot. Okay. Well, she Lenny wanted really, Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say Lenny wanted hot dogs, so what, is, what does she want? <laughs> okay. Whatever Lenny gets. Of course. She wants whatever he's going to have. Um, she does tell me she can act like a silly girl at times, um, and she shows me she waves her legs in the air. Uh, she may be on her back in this position. It feels like her body is really close towards the ground, and I see legs in the air as if she was upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just says, I get silly on the ground. Yep. So she knows how to have fun. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Happy dog. Very happy girl. Good. Okay, good. All right. Anything um, else for her? I don't think so. Not unless she has something else for me. Okay. Anything else? She says no. She just says, I love my mama. Um, and I'm very respectful of Lenny, she also adds. She mm-hmm. likes him very, very much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. Um, okay, Goose Man. All right. So thank you, Layla and Goose, please. 
Okay, he wants to take you for a walk. Um, you know how some dogs will walk out in front of humans? He shows me an image that looks like that. When I ask, what does this image mean? Because not all images are literal. Sometimes they're symbolic. He says, I want to get out there and run, 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 is what he says. Okay, so mm-hmm. you're wanting to have fun? He says, yes, but have fun my way, which is scamper and run and chase things. He thinks that would be great joy. Okay. Yes, and right, I don't have for him. <laughs> I don't let him do that. <laughs> so, um, how I, I want to know how, how does he think we're doing with the with the training and this is um, and the rules, and is there anything I can do to help him obey them better and learn okay. them better? Well, he tells me he has selective hearing, but he's greatly improved. When he first came to you, he heard what you were saying. of what you were requesting of him, he actually understood. But even of that 50% he did understand, only 25% of that did he choose to listen to. Now he gives himself a pat on the back. He says, I have come around, and he has greatly improved in these areas. Now he's still got a way to go. Okay, and (laughs) I have to tell you, I can see Lenny in the background rolling his eyes. He thinks Goose (laughs) is exaggerating here um, at his accomplishment of having improved. Um, mm-hmm. Goose, in his mind, feels like, hey, I'm giving myself full credit because I think I really have improved. So as far as how you guys are doing, he understands you, Julie. Um, he doesn't always desire to comply is really what it mm-hmm. comes down to. He's just not always interested. So it's not a lack of understanding. Now, mm-hmm. if you've got cheese, for example, he shows me being um, – food motivated for certain items, cheese is what comes up. Anything that's gooey or greasy is also, uh, he shows me, of interest if he happens to be hungry in that moment. And he shows me for him to listen to you. Oh, no, excuse me. Okay, he's correcting me here from what I was about to say. He says, there are times that I look at you, Mom, and I give you a full head-on eye contact. I'm looking at you, and you're asking something of me. And yet he looks at you and then looks away, and it's like, no, I'm not interested. Now, in his brain, what's happening is sometimes he hears the request and gets it and is just choosing to ignore you, and other times it's like he's hearing these words as he puts it coming out of your mouth. You're like, come, come, or whatever the word is, and he looks at you, and it's just not computing. He's almost like in a different headspace. I'll describe it as, and he's not autistic, okay, but I'll describe it like an autistic child who looks at you, your mouth's moving, they hear the sounds, and they're totally, it's not that they're blowing you off, but it's not computing in there. So how can things compute more? Ask me to engage more in understanding you. Okay. This dog has not always had a huge interest in understanding humans. He's all about fun for himself having fun with whatever toy he's got in front of him, having fun in whatever game of chase, for example, that he's interested in doing in that moment. He's less interested in the human cultural rules, he says, as you define it. And he's more interested in him kind of getting his own way and doing his own thing. Um, Ask him, Julie, since he's saying this, because he's never been officially invited to really engage. So let me model it for you, and you can say this to him out loud now and in the days ahead. So, Goose, if I was your person, she might say something to you like, Goose, I really appreciate who you are as a being. You love to have fun, and I totally get that. And maybe it would even be 
a different type of fun for you if you were to start choosing to understand my human culture more and the requests that I make of you, okay? Because honestly, Julie, a lot of it is just lack of interest. Lenny has interest in listening to you. Layla has interest in pleasing you. Goose has interest in pleasing mostly himself. Does this make sense? It does make sense, and I'm wondering if this is just like like puppy. Like how much of this is actually like puppy, terrible it's, twos kind it, of it's thing? It's not puppy. It's not terrible two. Um, his, he's very different in how he thinks compared to Lenny. Lenny and Layla, they get it. They get why you ask of them what you ask of them. To Goose, it doesn't make sense. So add that component on because he's just like, I don't know why you're asking me that, so I'm going to ignore you. I don't get Mm -hmm. it. I don't understand why it's important. Nor is he very interested in finding out or trying to discover why it's important. So from here on Mm -hmm. out, Julie, try to help him by explaining. I'm asking you to come right now because it's time for dinner or because Mm -hmm. we're getting ready to leave. Always do the because, because, because. Fill him in because he he just doesn't get it. And it feels like if he feels that something is really important and he gets on board with, oh, it's important to them and I understand why they're asking me and now it's important to me because – I understand why they're asking me, and I can see the importance from their perspective. It feels like he'll do it for you. If he thinks he's going to get something good or fun out of it, he'll do it for you. Okay. Is he is he um, able to tell you what his history is before he was in the shelter? Yeah, we can certainly ask him. So before the shelter, Goose, what was your life like history before that? She just wants to know what was life like for you before the shelter. He was given up is how he puts it. Okay, and what was life like before Julie and George, pre-shelter? Um, you know, he was left home a lot. He shows me both being in a backyard, in somebody's backyard, and in somebody's home, and him feels like um, being left alone or isolated. Now, he does show me another dog on the property, but it's like he couldn't, be, couldn't get to the other dog. So they might have had a second dog, but he was separated. Uh, it, it just feels like he was bored, quite honestly. There was boredom. I don't get any abuse. I don't get any negativity. It feels like, you know, it was a very fine home. But they also didn't train him. He um, didn't educate him. He mm-hmm. felt like um, he was just living life, and it was like a free-for-all. And people would tell me no a lot, but he didn't understand even then why they were telling him no, no, no. He, you know, that was like his middle name there. Um, he thinks, honestly, somebody in the home got frustrated with him. And that's part of the reason why he thinks he was given up. Okay. Um, he loves your home. Um, Lenny is also asking, he, Lenny is just offering advice here. Julie, he says to you, you need to ask Goose, please start paying attention to us. Please listen to us more. Because Lenny says Goose just, he's oblivious a lot of the time. So Lenny's asking Goose to, to pay attention to us more? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. But he's also asking mm-hmm. you, Julie, Lenny is saying to you, Julie, that you need to say the words to Goose out loud. Will you please start paying attention to us more? Will you please okay. start listening to us more? Which is different verbiage than saying, I want you to do this, this, and this, you know, in the training methods or training moments that you're doing with him. You actually need to use the verbiage, Goose, will you please start listening to us more? I desire mm-hmm. that of you, and I will thank you and praise you for it whenever I see it. Okay. Okay. It's like inviting him to meet you where you already are hoping he'll he'll meet you at, join him, or join you at. 
Okay. He's never been invited. He's always been told no is, is his perspective on life. Okay. Um, Lenny, uh, Goose has gone after Lenny a few times. Um, I don't know if it's like an if it's all verbal. If it's I, I haven't seen any blood drawn, but it it's pretty loud. It's pretty in your face, um, and it's usually directed at Lenny. And I tried not to let that happen, but it happens sometimes. Gotcha. What's right, that? So if you, how do you stop that? It is it is about Goose having an awful lot of energy a lot of strength in his body and not getting enough exercise. He's not getting his energy out in an appropriate way. As a result, it feels like um, after three days of being in the house, and I do see a short walk included in that from his perspective, it's a short walk too, um, that he starts to build. It's kind of like a human who gets cabin fever for being in the house too long. And Mm -hmm. so it builds, builds, builds. And then I see him choosing to poof out his chest and become a bit, dominant, actually, towards Lenny. Now, Lenny isn't starting any of this, okay? None of this is Lenny's fault. I want to be clear on that because I can see from Lenny's point of view. He's like, I'm not doing a thing. He says, Goose is just being pushy. Um, That's another thing that Lenny is asking you, Julie, to tell Goose to stop doing. Tell him to stop being pushy. He always wants to be first, Lenny says. Um, Goose, is that true from your perspective? He says, I just want my fair share I also don't listen well, so I do kind of barge right in. Uh, I sometimes barge into the space and want Lenny to back up. He should be behind me in a submissive position. And why Why do you feel that way, Goose, when Lenny was actually there first and you've been brought into the home? Uh, he says, because that's the way things are, aren't they? Oh, boy. Um, Goose is kind of like a newbie, okay, um, in dog form. Julie, have you ever heard the, the saying, like, somebody's an old soul? Yes. Okay, Goose is not. He's the no. opposite. Okay, yes. he's, this is maybe his third incarnation as a dog. He's also not originally from this planet. And, you know, whether you believe in, you know, all that stuff or not, you can take whatever you want with a grain of salt, but um, it is what's coming through, so I'll honor him and relay it. Anyway, Goose does not have a full understanding of how being a domestic dog works on this planet. He's learning the ropes as he goes. And when he doesn't know the rules... He just kind of barges into place and just shows up. He's like, here I am. And, and he, the, without being respectful of who was there first and what else was going on. So it's kind of like you need to have an out loud conversation with Goose, which you certainly can do on your own time, about here's what, Goose, here's what polite etiquette in our home, in the domestic dog, you know, and people living all together world looks like it looks like you respecting lenny you being um patient with lenny's pace you not being dominant over lenny you being equal see yourself as an equal instead and if lenny's in your way or you feel he's getting close to the space that you claim as your own around your body you ignore that or leave the space or go lay down or do something for yourself that removes you from the suddenly desire to get up and rush after Lenny, because Goose, that's plain rude and unacceptable in the average home. And Julie will let you know if that's unacceptable in her home by having this out loud conversation with you. You need to define the rules, because he's learned them as he goes, and he's not a quick learner, Julie. Okay. Does this make sense? It, well, yes, it does. Yes, it does. He's a good boy, but he needs guidance. And he's yeah. not taking the guidance from Lenny. And Layla's fun. He loves Layla. He finds her fun. 
Um, he doesn't boss her around, but it also feels like she's also going to back down to Goose anyway if it came to that. So um, honestly, it doesn't feel like those two dogs would ever have an issue. But really exercise Goose and get him out there and educate him by telling him about here's how we live here and here's okay. how we don't live. Show him both parameters. Okay. Um, is there anything that he wants me to know or anything? I mean, he, he's, he actually is on a lot of discipline and a lot of rules. Um, very rarely comes off a break. Um, okay. So is there anything else that he wants me to know that would help him or that he wants? Yeah, he shows me wanting to take a squeaky toy in his mouth and run amok, which running amok is, gives me the image of running in a large green space without anything tethering him, such as in a fenced-in safe area for a dog to run around, and him just being free. Okay. This is just about being ruleless, no rules in the moment, and him having the freedom to be a silly comedian. Right, um, have the time. <laughs> He's always going to have a fence around him. Yeah, and if if there's one, if there's a fence you can find that's super big, so that mm-hmm. he can truly run amok like he wants. He just wants to run. He wants to skip like a like a fairy through you know through the land and and run with his toy and have a good time without anybody telling him he has to do this this or that in that moment mm-hmm. without any okay. rules. That would be fun for me. He says. Okay. <laughs> Very good. All right, so we are at time, so I'm going to thank him. Thank you, Goose and Lenny and Layla. Very good. So, Julie, I will send you a link to a recording in 24 hours or less, so just check your email for that. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I wish you the best with them, and, um, yeah, don't be surprised if their behavior changes after you follow up by taking the leadership role and talking out loud to them, on, you know, especially Layla regarding the car and, and Goose regarding the parameters of here's how things work around here. And you don't have to just say that with force, by the way. It's more of just offering him insight and information. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, you have a great evening, okay? Thank you very much. You too. What kind of dog are you fostering? Um, so Dweezil, he's through Animal Rescue of the Rockies. He's a little terrier mix. He's about 15 pounds. He's actually in kidney failure at this time, so we're doing long-term hospice foster care. He's, he's not up on their website anymore since you know, kidneys are what they're at. But he's happy as a clam living with our two little chihuahuas and other, our other little terrier. So right. he's got he's dog company, and he loves other dogs. So he's content for now. We'll see how long we can maintain him. Right, and just keep them, just keep them happy, and keep them loved. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you have a great evening. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.